welcome everybody back to the new and improved collector cast do you agree I mean, you can see where I'm at, so absolutely. It's awesome. <laughs> it's in Japan, living it up. Are you yeah, still, still here in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, those of you listening only, we've got some cool Street Fighter backgrounds. We're pretty excited about And we're going to try some video stuff. But yeah, we're, we're back to recording again. Hopefully on a regular schedule now. We're, we're trying to recommit ourselves to the show. So this is episode 51. It's been several months since we've recorded, but we're we're happy to be back. So what have you guys been doing for the last half of a year? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been a while. So uh uh no yeah, super super glad to be back. Um so just like regular life stuff, kind of the kind of the things that uh that got in the way that kind of, you know, got into our recording schedule. So um I've got uh got a third son now uh, uh so he's uh, six months old um so it's it's been interesting it's been a, a, a tough process with uh you know sarah being home with uh, all three of them um but uh, uh he's awesome he's he's super great he's uh you know he's an easy easy kid um as far as kids go uh, i've been going to work this whole time um i work for a medical device manufacturing company so i um, haven't taken a day off there so a lot like sean on the uh, uh rf gen playcast I'm grateful to be, you know, working and essential. Uh, at the same time, it's just kind of a rough time, so we're trying to, you know, make the make the best of it and and keep things kind of going uh, in a positive way forward. Um, other than that, uh, uh, as far as you know, the the gaming has been going. Uh, you guys know I'm a big Destiny Two guy. Uh, it's one of the slower periods in Destiny's history um, where they're probably gearing up for a, a big expansion uh in the fall so it's been a couple of seasons of slow content so gaming wise i've been trying to catch up on some things that have been on the pile for a little while um we had a, a, a really fun uh civ 6 night uh last week with that some of the great. rf gen guys yeah it was fantastic um i think we started at like what like 8 30 like uh like sometime around then and we ended sometime the next day <laughs> <laughs> i think we played for almost five hours yeah, that yeah. no, was it was it was big. Yeah, so that was great. I think we're going to continue. Uh, we got we got to I think a hundred something like that. Turn yeah. hundred um, with uh, with a good group of guys. So we're going to play some more of that this weekend. Uh, recently, GTA Five was free on the Epic Game Store. Uh, this is a game that I've started twice and enjoyed, but never finished. Uh, first time was on 360, and then when I heard it was coming out on Xbox One, I was like, well, I'll just wait and play it there. And I was upset when you couldn't transfer save progress, but whatever. So now that it's free, you know, on on the uh, on the Epic Game Store and the the PC's, uh, you know, pretty good powerhouse. I figured I'd play it there, and once again have to start it over. So, um, but that's that's been fun so far. Uh, love the out, uh, Outer Wilds, um, and the kids are really really into that. Uh, both of them, it's it's crazy how much they're into it. Uh, I'd like to finish some of the games that we've started, like uh, Luigi's Mansion Three, but they're just you can't take them off whatever they want to play. They're gonna play what they want to play. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the PS4 is in the bedroom, so it's been hard to play Persona 5 because that's where Caden <laughs> sleeps. Uh, I thought so you were going to think... say, cause you didn't want your wife to see your relationship choices. <laughs> so I, 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 after the, the, the battles are done, I'm like, oh, Sarah, Sarah, look, look, look. And just to kind of show her like the stylized, you know, cause it really is like 
Beautiful. really really cool and has this has this really interesting uh, art style to it where like sometimes you get like a victory pose after uh, a win sometimes you get um like an individual character sometimes you get all the characters kind of running away and like when it shows you how much experience and the items and like the yen and everything you earn it's like uh, it, it's really cool that it kind of changes up but one of the poses is one of the female characters who's wearing like a spandex <laughs> bodysuit like leaning over like really happy about her victory and sarah's like what are you playing in here? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, trust me, this is not as weird as it gets. And then she found me in, uh, in, uh, the sex the, dungeon. Uh, yeah. Kind of, <laughs> but this, I was going to say spoiler alert, but yeah, in the, that's early. In, in a, yeah, it is, it is pretty early. So, um, but yeah, so it's probably going to require me to move the PS4 out of that room to continue persona, which is the reason I haven't played the uh, started a final fantasy, uh, seven remake. Uh, but yeah, other than that, that's kind of the quick snapshot of kind of life recently and a little bit of uh, what I've been doing gaming-wise. Nice. How about you, Chris? What have you been up to? Wait, since the last time we did this, it's been a <laughs> bit. I mean, it's been a while. Um, <clears throat> personally, geez, I don't know. I, I I took another job, I, and then my other job lured me back. So uh, Yeah, that was... all happened since last recording. That's crazy. Yeah, so I was gone for a few months, um, and then and then... Got lured back to my job. So still working at a hospital. And as you can probably imagine, it's an interesting time right now for mm. hospitals. So um, like Bill had mentioned, I'm very fortunate. Uh, I, I can work from home. And I, so I've been home uh, doing that since mid-March. And um, haven't really left these few walls <laughs> much at all. In the meantime, you know, we've getting everything delivered pretty much. Um, I live kind of out in the middle of nowhere, so um, it's not too bad. I don't have to interact with a lot of people. Uh, it's just, you know, it's like everybody. It's kind of crazy right now in terms of that stuff going on. Other than that, you know, we already did the homeschooling with the kids, so that was easy. <laughs> we didn't really have to change <laughs> anything there. It was, it was pretty standard stuff. So, uh, you know, other than that, I've been... Um, brushing up more on my electronic skills, been doing some recap work on some stuff, spent a, spent an entire day, uh, recapping the, an NES TV. That's a um, cool project. It was a big project and <laughs> I was super happy when I put everything together and there was no smoke and everything worked, worked <laughs> probably properly. There was, you know, before I started, there was some vertical deflection issues on the, on the tube. So I knew it was just capacitors were getting up there a little bit so um a big job a lot of caps in that thing and uh but i've been doing some work like that on the side i think if you're following on twitter you'll have seen some of that stuff as far as gaming goes you know to cover all of that i'll probably just try to hit some highlights um neo 2 is probably the biggest game i've been playing recently although i've pretty much used up all the content that there is now um and i'm waiting around for the dlc um between that, I also played whatever the anime souls. I'm trying to even remember the name. Code right? Vein. Code Vein. Yeah, I played through Code Vein. I enjoyed that. Um, I have not tried the DLC for it. it. Just seems like it's some extra, totally optional, not necessarily story related stuff. So, eh, I don't know if I'll, I'll get back to that. But Neo Two, I've, I've been really enjoying that. It's a great game if you're into that style. There's a lot of content that's in that game. I really enjoyed it. Uh, on the retro side, you know, lately, uh, well, not just lately, I've been trying to keep up when I can with um, uh, Josh and John there. They do the um, the shoot the core cast on RF yeah. Generation and do a lot of shooters. So if you guys, for some reason, have not heard of that yet, 
Uh, check it out. It's over on rfgeneration.com, just like our show and just like the Playcast. But uh, Shoot the Corecast, they do a monthly shoot 'em up playthrough. And they, do, they bounce from new to old. And so um, usually when there's a nice older game that's a little bit more my style, I try to hop in and play that one. I'm not really... Uh, I'm not a, a bullet hell kind of player and I, I don't have a PC. So some of these other ones that they're playing are, are kind of a little bit past me, but I've been trying to do that. So like, for example, we're just, as we record this, we're still at the end of May and uh, the game of the month has been fantasy zone. So I've been playing some fantasy zone on master system. I played a little Famicom today, um, a little bit of the, the PC engine turbo version so it's just kind of fun. I'm not awesome at them. It's just those kind of games are great for me because I can pick them up. I can play them just a little bit. You can put them down and you know yeah. you just have some fun. And and they do a good job. And and Josh likes to stream, so I like I like to drop in on his streams as well. Outside of that, um, you know, I've picked up a couple Genesis games. So um, I picked up a Super Highlight, which I had forever ago, <laughs> and I really just wanted another copy of it. I haven't gone back to play it yet, but one of these days. And I've picked up a Fatal Labyrinth, which is a game I used to play, and I never finished, so I really want to go do a run. But it's not short. It's not a short game to get through. And uh, and since I was already playing that one a while back, Krabby, uh, I purchased from you a Dragon Crystal for Master System, and you'd shipped it to me because it, it didn't get released here in the U.S. Okay. But uh, Port of the Master System game, it's basically like Fatal Labyrinth. There's not much different except you have a dragon egg that hatches and follows you. I'm assuming for the end, if you get there. So I've uh, just been kind of playing both of those, comparing them. They're pretty much the same game. That's um, a neat idea, though. Compare the comparing them. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's just uh, life, kids, um, and and trying to deal with this new <laughs> situation that we're all in. So, mm-hmm. how about you, Kelsey? Um, just like you guys, I've been essential services the whole time. So I'm working. I did take a new position at work around the same time that we did our last recording. So I can't remember yeah. if I mentioned that or not. Yeah, why don't you tell them about the job? It, it's, a, <laughs> it's a night shift. Well, that's good enough. We'll leave it at that. Um, so that's been going good. Um, my son, once the COVID thing started, uh, we pulled him out of school and been doing the homeschooling with him. So I got a few hours every morning that uh, we're running through that kind of stuff. And, and it was a little rocky for the first week but we got the hang of it now we've been doing it for a month and a half two months and pretty smooth now we had the option to go back to school and he, and we both talked it out and he decided he wanted to keep doing what we're doing for the rest of this year so we're just going to continue homeschooling this next month until he's graduated he's still in elementary school so it's not a, a huge thing but it's been neat to spend the extra time with him doing that every day um, I've been trying to catch up on old movies that I missed. Uh, recently, I went through all the Aliens movies, which was a huge blind spot for me, and <laughs> I have I I really missed out on those. Like, there's super some good, really good ones in there, and and there's one really stinky one, but they're mostly really good. <laughs> mostly Alien really good. Three is really boring, and it's, it's like bad. they made a whole movie just for the last ten seconds, basically. It's but all the other ones, I had a great time watching. Really, yeah. really enjoyed it, yeah. and it's 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 weird because I'm a big 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 Alien uh, one and two fan, and they're and they're really really different. Alien three, if I remember correctly, was directed by David Fincher. Yep, that's right. He's a really good director, and I think it's like one of the first things he did after directing like 
Madonna's music videos or like whatever <laughs> he was doing before films or something. But yeah, Alien 3, I remember seeing so much of the. I was young when it came out, so I saw so much of the marketing for it. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see that. And like the the three best moments in the movie are in the trailer. <laughs> and so it's like, and then like the end of the movie, that's like this, you know, actual scene that like, you know, is like a gripping, you know, like decision that happens that affects the canon of the, of the series. But yeah, it's uh, but Resurrection's better than most people give it credit. Oh, I loved it. I like it better than Aliens, which I realize is not a popular opinion, but no. my favorite line <laughs> in any of the movies, and it had so many campy goofy moments and like ron perlman was just awesome mm. every time he was in a scene i just loved it yeah he's great yeah how can you be how far, game how, over, far man? Did you, how far did you go did you go did I, you stop there or no, did you go on to avp and i just watched prometheus oh. as well um i watched predator to reprime myself before i go into avp yeah. and i have to find a copy of alien uh is it covenant or revenant Can't requiem now. requiem yeah. no not the no. avp one the other the newest alien oh. movie Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The the one with Danny McBride. Yeah, it's not yeah, streaming in Canada right now, so I got to find myself okay. a copy of it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Loving it. Uh, catching up on some other movies. A lot of mostly just old sci-fi and stuff. And then I've mm-hmm. still been um, trying to smash my way through the NES library as far as That's I can, right. which uh, I'm sure we'll get into later in the show. And I think that catches us all up for the last yeah. last few months. Good enough. Um, yeah. yeah. A quick one, yeah. So, besides personal stuff, uh, gaming-wise, what's what's going on in the world of gaming lately that is of interest to you guys? Any news catch your catch your ears lately? I mean, I. I w- oh, go ahead, Bill. I was gonna say I was curious on Krabby's thoughts on Bungie nerfing popular reload perks in Destiny Two <laughs> Season Eleven. I uninstalled the game immediately when I heard that. <laughs> I'm not going to deal with that. <laughs> the minute after we were done. <laughs> oh, or, or just when you heard about the nerfing of the reload perks. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So yeah, that was definitely my joke news item. Uh, I actually, I wanted to take a minute to uh, see if you guys have looked at IGN Summer of Gaming 2020. Yeah, I've been keeping an eye on that. Nope. So uh, so this, this is what I've hoped before the COVID stuff happened. Um, but what I've kind of hoped that like the, the, you know, this time of year, like the E3 time of year would become. So with E3 and many, many other things being canceled, uh, a lot of uh, uh, people are going to these online broadcasts and people have done these in the past too, with like, you know, Devolver having like one of the more popular kind of campy and funny ones. Uh, Ubisoft always putting on an amazing show and, and a lot of other people really doing some good stuff. The Nintendo, uh, 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 treehouse lives are always amazing so i was curious what what we would get this year with a lot of things being canceled and this ign uh summer of gaming is like exactly what i want the e3 you know replacement to be you have like this huge you know schedule of like okay you know who's going to be given a uh uh you know a presser it's okay unannounced game classic revival you know a, a pc show so you can kind of like look at this whole thing and and just kind of pick your poison and choose okay i'm gonna be there for that 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 it kind of reminds me of when the the uh the game's done quick uh schedule comes out and yeah. you get to look at it and you're like ooh, i want to watch you know metroid uh, zero mission and i want to see you know the any percent you know uh, ocarina or whatever so uh, i was just curious if you guys had looked at those schedules and if uh, anything jumps out at you I did. Nothing jumped out at me immediately, but there's a lot of them that are, they 
either don't have it nailed down yet or they can't say anything yet. So there's like these blank spots from like, ooh, what's in there? Because really the big thing I'm waiting this year is where WB is going to say what cool new Batman thing they're working on. So I'm hoping they partnered with IGN and it pops up in one of those. And that, that's really I, I, all I wanted out of E3 this year. <laughs> I don't know if you follow Jason Schreier on Twitter. He's yeah. a former Kotaku reporter who's now with uh, Bloomberg, I believe. Um, yeah, just in, like, this some last of week. Yeah, real recently in some of the like the mass exodus, like with like the whole if you haven't heard about it, you can look up like the dead spin, uh, you know, pretty much getting gutted. And uh, the it's 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 a whole big thing. But like a lot of editorial staff is leaving a lot of different uh, uh, properties. Um, but but uh, Schreier left. And one of his tweets this past week or two was like, gamers have exactly zero chill. And he, he showed like a screenshot of this dude uh, sending him like. 37 tweets over like two days like hey jason like when's the new batman coming out <laughs> jason do you have any word from wb on the new batman game hey jason that but it was like every single thing like jason was like jason could be talking to someone about like oh hey like the stock uh of you know microsoft it's like looking pretty good it's like up two points i might grab a few and this dude's like hey jason any word from wb or rocksteady on the new batman game so you weren't supposed to call yeah. me out mid podcast bill come on <laughs> yeah that was at kelsey <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, so uh, uh, I thought this was really, really cool. I'm really looking forward to, uh, and, and a lot of these, it's kind of like a mixed bag, especially if when it's, you know, like unannounced revival, like you could, you know, you could tune in and get on the Twitch chat and then you're sitting there and you're like, all right, where are we? And it's like, oh, hey, get ready for blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and like, I could just, I, I could imagine seeing like the views go from like, you know, 8 million down to like 40. Yeah. So uh look everybody so, but, is waiting for the next blinks the time sweeper okay just <laughs> relax we have hard drives now <laughs> you have no idea what this is going to do for video games i remember they like uh, the 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 hype behind that game when they announced it and i was like yeah i, I don't think so guys i don't think this is going to be it but yeah so Pathetic. that's uh, I, I was I, I was happy to see that and um basically it, it's like june like 5th through you know like the uh, like the 15th ish, but then there's like a handful of other dates, uh, you know, like late in June. And then they even say like, even in like July. So it seems like it's going to kind of be like condensed into a small, uh, you know, uh, like pocket of, uh, like a whole bunch of news. And then with some kind of stragglers, uh, later in the summer. And I know Microsoft is supposed to show a lot more. They're doing like a, a show play. every month. They've said, uh, with different yeah. focus on each show. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Is any of this stuff tied into the Jeff Keighley stuff that's going on? No, totally separate. He, they announced their summer thing before Keighley announced his. Um, so I'm sure there's going to be some crossover with companies, you know, dipping in both. But he, they should both have their own exclusive stuff they want to show off to. Okay. I can't keep track of this stuff. Yeah, that, right, that's yeah. my biggest issue right now is is I don't I, – I like D3 because I knew I could tune in for this press conference – you know, an all hour long of it is not going to be stuff I want, but there's going to be those cool moments that are. I don't know when to tune in for those moments now. I kind of yeah. catch them after the fact <laughs> when someone informs me or I or go back and look for them. It's like every time there's a Nintendo broadcast, it's like, oh, well, it's 10 a.m. when I'm working. No, I'm not going to yeah. be able to watch that. Yeah. It's, it's like, and I don't know how, like, because some of them, it's like, oh, there was a surprise one. Like, here it is. And it's like, well, yeah, like, I'm at work. I can't do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was nice in the past, like, knowing, you know, like the week before, okay, you know, it's going to be, you know, Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, UB, you know, EA, 
PC gaming show, there was like seven or eight, right? Yeah. So it it is spread out like a whole lot more. So I think you will you'll see a, a difference in that. Yeah. But yeah, just just doing a quick search here. Um, IGN's you know, uh, virtual expo, whatever they want to call it, they're they're branding it as the Summer of Gaming, and Jeff Keeley's is Summer, Summer Fest. Game Fest. Summer Game Fest. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah. definitely a hundred percent not the same. The, thing. the thing I like most about this though is like it feels like every three or four days there is some cool news coming out. It's not all just within that week now. So there's yeah. like a new game announcement every week. Uh, you know, with the new consoles coming out this year, Microsoft's got something cool to say, and then Sony's got hopefully something cool to say soon because they really haven't said much yet. Um, and yeah, then even I Nintendo yeah, like drop surprise Paper Mario game out of nowhere. Like, there, there's uh, cool things coming out that all would have been condensed into one or two days now that I, I can see over weeks and months. Does this seem strange to anybody else though that we still have not seen any pictures of what the PlayStation Five looks like? So crazy yeah, that weird. it hasn't even like leaked either. Like, yeah, it's yeah. really weird. I it's agree. like okay, either it's gonna be really cool or really ugly. Wow. <laughs> I hope it's ugly. I, I hope it's just the worst. I, I think they still have no idea what it looks like. It keeps getting hotter. We gotta make it bigger. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just in a fish tank. They just ship you the yeah, whole fish right. tank. Add water. They, they, they've been testing like in like submerged in like liquid nitrogen and heat was never an issue <laughs> now they gotta put it in plastic it's just a big like, crap it keeps it keeps melting <laughs> it's a big tub and a bunch of bottles of mineral oil and they just ship it all to you <laughs> oh so good but yeah it's a all, that's another good point is i don't see any of the leaks on this ign schedule so i would assume like one to three days before each of these scheduled events, we'll see them leaked online first. So just keep an eye out for that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah I, there was a great line. I forget who it was. The guy from Bethesda. It wasn't Howard. It was one of the other higher ups. But like there was like a, a leak at Walmart like three or four days earlier. Oh yeah. And uh, and he said something like uh, uh, like you may have heard about this from our partners at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it was it seventy six? I think. Yeah, that was like last year on the E three stage. Oh, I think. Yeah. yeah, it was really funny. Uh, that was so great, yeah. And I think that's the the show where they had Andrew WK come out, yep, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that was fun. But yeah, I mean, leaks leaks are a thing, and uh, uh, we won't get too much into the. Uh, I mean, the, there was that recent, uh, you know, Last of Us Two leak that they thought like was it a disgruntled employee? No, it was someone unrelated. So, I mean, my, my stance on leaks is they're never good. Um, I, I know that you know people with the Last of Us thing were like, oh, you know, this is what happens when you mistreat your employees, but. I, I think it's one thing to, you know, of course you want to have, you know, good working conditions, but I feel like if there's people who are, you know, like pouring their, their life and their, their, you know, their heart into making this thing, I don't think they want it spoiled or leaked, like no matter what. So like, I, I just, well, that turned be out to be a hack a too, not a, yeah. not a employee. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's rough. Um, I've, I've been able to avoid stuff. Um, I'll grab it, you know, probably, uh, when the price is right, but, uh, I, I don't really actually see too much in the form of leaks. Like, I hear that things were leaked, but I'm pretty careful about, you know, I don't go looking for stuff, so I yeah. normally don't get things spoiled for me, like, pretty much ever. Yeah, I'm the same way. I hear about a lot of them. I, I haven't had any Last of Us 2 spoiled for me, even though there was that massive, yeah, leak. Yeah, I heard about the leak, but, I mean, that game's not up my alley anyway, so I just really didn't pay much attention. Yeah. It's not hard to avoid the things if you if you try to. No, I see yeah. some pictures and memes, but I don't know what the heck they're talking about anyway, so it doesn't bother me. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, the, the only thing I did before uh, Skywalker came out, I had like 
a billion things muted on Twitter because that was the only one I was really worried about is just scrolling through Twitter and just seeing something like pop up like that. So I forget like there like someone posted a list of like, hey, if you want to avoid spoilers, I made this like excelled you know, like, <laughs> list of like 900 Star Wars, you know, terms. So like I had a lot of things muted for uh, before the movie came out. I just make sure to go see that opening day and then I don't have to worry about it for more than like the couple days of pre-screening kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's not talk about the last Star Wars movie. Well, that's <laughs> episode 52. <laughs> yeah, it's DLC. You gotta pay for that one. Yeah. Uh, what's exciting you lately, Chris? Oh, I like retro stuff. So retro news is usually pretty interesting to me. Um, I've just been, you know, thinking about the Saturn lately, and I've seen a lot of, like, new Saturn development. So it's kind of the way it goes, right? Like, once people start learning the tools and they can really start digging into the code, you start seeing all these cool things happen, hacks and changes. And we've seen that for past consoles up to the 16-bit era, but we, I don't think we're just kind of now getting to that threshold where that 32-bit era is is becoming a place for that. So, um, I mean, some of these things have been going on for a little while, maybe a few years, but so I've just been digging through the wormholes of some of these Sega Saturn things. So one thing that's pretty cool that if you want to go out and take a look for it is, um, Saturn widescreen hacks. So what they've done is, I mean, they've made widescreen version hack versions of a lot of big name games. So if you're playing on a widescreen, you get a, you know, a bigger view of the game itself so they're not really changing much you know in terms of gameplay or anything it's just a better experience on a widescreen and did the world need more uh... virtual highlight though <laughs> <laughs> sounds like I a bad thing in some I cases don't, i don't know if there's a widescreen hack for that one but uh you know your shining games and your other sure. popular stuff is out there but and i would imagine a lot of people emulate so if you're emulating on a widescreen that probably makes mm. pretty good sense as well so that's been pretty cool. I've been looking at that. I haven't tried any of them out because I don't game on my Saturn on my TV, on my you know flat screen TV. But I think that's pretty neat. Um, that's kind of been in conjunction with some other patches and things that have been coming out. Uh, and another one of those is that just recently got released, and that's the uh, Symphony of the Night Saturn uh, 4 megabyte RAM hack. So somebody's hacked a version of the Saturn version of Symphony of the Night so it can use the 4 megabyte RAM cart. And so, so that what, way, what benefits does that give you? So you're going to get less issues with loading. So you're going to cut down on your load times um, and some of the other effects and things that were in there. So they can just load them all into RAM. Just makes it a little more seamless. Nice. It speeds things up a little bit. So, you know, again, most people these days, if you're probably playing that, you probably have uh, like a pro action replay or something that has a four megabyte RAM expansion on it. So why not? Or if you're playing it with an emulator, definitely why not take an improvement that you can get through that? Um, and then probably the big thing uh, has been uh, these optical optical device emulators or optical drive emulators, ODEs. And these have been a thing for a while. They've been kind of growing for different systems. I know the one for PlayStation um, came out man, like a year or two ago. I've heard it's really kind of wacky, the PSIO uh, and how you have to set it up. You have to do some soldering and it's not exactly probably what I would call clean in terms of use. Um, but there's a couple that are, are out now and, and will be out soon for the Saturn. So I've been thinking about maybe jumping on board for one of these because I've got two Saturns. I've got my original launch Saturn that I bought eons ago. And then I have um, a second one, a Model 2 that I picked up later on because it was cheap um, from a sale or something somewhere. 
And so the Model 2 I have is already uh, has a mod chip in it. And so that's how I, I play imports and things of that nature. So I think I'll probably get one of these for that one. Um, so there's a couple of them. I don't know if you guys have seen anything about these. Um, no. There were... There were a couple old ones called uh, Rhea and Phoebe, and those were not easy to get. The person that built them, I guess, was didn't make them very often, so it was really hard to get one, and they were expensive. So it's been, you know, here, there sort of thing. But a couple of them have been getting some traction now. So there's uh, one called Mode that got announced, and it's actually an optical disc emulator for both Saturn and Dreamcast. So you can use it between either one. I guess if you really wanted to, you could switch it between the two back and forth. Or, honestly, you could probably just buy one for each. It's not cheap, since it works for both. It's over $200. But, um, right. again, never have to worry about that stuff again if you just want to load that stuff on an SD card. And I think the thing with Mode is that not only will it do things like SD, it'll also do USB flash, and it will do an actual hard drive. So it has interfaces for all of that stuff right on the device. So if you wanted to just load up an SSD or something or, or a spinning hard drive, it's still going to be way faster than the CD-ROM would have been ahead of time. So you could just load up, you know, a small hard drive full of all of your images, and then you know you never have to worry about media or anything else on those things again. Hmm. So that's Mode. It's probably the higher end one of those. It's been announced. It's not quite out yet, but it was kind of a big deal. Um, that can't, That's coming out from Terra Onion, which I don't know if you guys have heard of Terra Onion. So Terra Onion, um, they make a lot of these sort of devices. There's one they came out with, I think, last year called the SSD3, which is a device that plugs on the back of a TurboGrafx-16 or PC engine that um, allows you... It's flash. It's basically like a flash cart, but it allows you to play um, any card games and... Uh, CD games just with this one device and you can it also has RGB out and all that stuff there is the um, the Mega SD which is a cartridge that you can use with your Genesis that plays is not only just a standard flash cartridge but also similar to the other one you can play Sega CD games right off the flash cart so you don't even actually, actually have to have a Sega CD at all you can just play everything oh, right through this cartridge I, I've, I've seen that but I, I didn't realize it could do that interesting yeah so that way if you want to play every game along with Sega CD games on your Nomad, <laughs> you could do it. I mean, it'll work with anything. So. Portable Night Trap at last. There you go, yeah. right? It's the best of all worlds. Uh, so they uh, also make one for the AES MVS. So they make a Neo SD. So if you want a flashcard solution for, for Neo Geo, um, and which I've kind of been thinking along those yeah, lines. Yeah, you're getting into the market for Neo Geo. Is that what you're looking at right now? Yeah, so uh, I've been selling off uh, a bunch of Transformers I've had since childhood, and I don't wow. really care. They've just been put away somewhere, you know, for a long time. So I've been sticking them up on eBay, and I'm really surprised. Man, Transformers sell quick on eBay. Toys uh, are huge again, yeah. Yeah, I've really been shocked, because, I mean, I'll put these things up, and, like, some of them, they're not even up, like, an hour, and they're sold. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I've been selling a lot of those, and that's got me to the level where I can afford... Uh, an, an AES, a Neo Geo AES with a controller. So I'm going to look for a deal on that, and then then I'll start selling some more stuff to hopefully save up for one of these flashcards because the flashcards mm-hmm. cost more than the Neo Geo does <laughs> <laughs> in some cases. So, uh, like, if you get the best one from Terra Onion, it can play not only all the Neo Geo games, cart games, it also can play the Neo CD games on an AES. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's kind of the cool way to go. Not cheap, but you know, it's called your all-in-one, and I can't afford to buy a bunch of Neo Geo carts, so, you know, 
one and done is is fine yeah. for me. Who who can? <laughs> Krabby has a few. So <laughs> I've, I'm in the double digits for AAS cards now. Whoa. Got eleven. Yeah. Wow. So uh, I don't plan to go down that route. I'll probably pick up a couple cheap uh, Japanese carts or something just to have them yeah. for the fun of this is a giganto cart. Right, right. <laughs> you know? They're great. I, I, I think my buddy Bijan might have the largest collection of anyone that I've seen like around here. But yeah, it's 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 rare. Like you, I've been to a lot of just guys' houses who have collections. And you pop in, you're like, oh, this is really cool. And he's the only guy I can think of where there's just like a stack of of enormous games. <laughs> Those yeah. things are really expensive. So yeah. uh, that's not a market that I'm in unless I, I don't know, hit the lottery or do something to get lucky. But uh, I want to say that's a collector's market that makes everything else look like kids play. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not even funny, uh, mm-hmm. the prices that you can get into for that. But yeah, I'd like to get uh, get into Neo Geo. That's kind of the last of that era of hardware that I don't have. And so that'll be the last one off the wish list. Um, and then that'll be fun to kind of goof off with that one. But getting back to just kind of quickly wrapping up the ODE stuff for Saturn, there's also the Fenrir, which um, is just a real pretty affordable plug and play. Uh, that plays off SD, so if you're looking for one, might look for that. And also, something called the Satiator that should be coming out soon is just plugs right into the uh, MPEG card slot on your Saturn, so that way you won't even need to mod it or take the drive out. So that's kind of the cool stuff I've seen coming. Cool. Um, the only thing that's caught my radar lately, other than the the new console stuff, is uh, just really recently in the last few days, a YouTuber named John Riggs and uh, Frank Cifaldi of Digital Clips and the uh, National Video Game Museum or History Foundation. I can't remember which one he is. Anyway, he's a preservationist. Um, they've both been teasing that they've take they've they've got this really awesome find where they they got all these old floppy carts full of data from a apparently a company who has put out NES games. And they've been able to piece together a completed NES game off of like 30 to 40 different floppies. <laughs> and they're going to dump it on Monday uh, for everybody. And they won't say what it is, but he's he has hinted that it's put out by a company who's published other games during the lifetime, legitimate publisher. And that it's not something that people really talk about. It was never like advertised or brought up. So there's not a lot to speculate on about what it's going to be. So... Mm. He said there was one like really old instance uh, he was able to find it online uh, of somebody mentioning this game, but it's it's not something that people typically talk about. So I'm, two days from now, it should be uh, out in the open what it is. I'm pretty interested wow. to see uh, a new NES game built in that era coming out. Did you see all the, all the yeah, yeah, Beavis? <laughs> Com- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was yeah. hilarious. I'm like, whoever started that? <laughs> so two more days and uh, i can find out what that is but uh i have not emulated a game in over a decade might be one that i'm interested in trying again just because the stuff that gets made now that runs on nes doesn't feel the same you can tell there's different design philosophies behind them so playing something again from that era i'm, I'm much more interested in in trying so i might have to you know not that I have a rule against emulation, but I might just jump into that arena that I haven't touched in, in so long. Get yourself a flashcard so you can play all the unreleased games. 
I have one. Someone made me one when I had my store and like branded it like Game Quest and, and everything. So I've got one at home, so I can stick it into my my console. Um, I just had to figure out how to do that because wow. I have never done that. <laughs> I'm sure you'll figure it out. Yeah, I can text you if I can't. I'm sure it'll be <laughs> not too bad though. Wow, that's exciting. It is exciting. You know what else is exciting? The collector cast What's is that? back. <laughs> oh yes indeed yeah so we don't have a, a regular topic this uh this time around we thought we'd just talk about what we want the show to be going forward and give you some ideas of what you can expect and maybe even ask for some ideas from you guys too because the three of us are still big gamers we're kind of small-time collectors now we're not out doing the hunt uh, every week we're not hitting all the garage sales the flea markets we're not buying lots to flip we, we still collect but it's on a significantly smaller scale i don't feel like we're experts in in the modern arena now too because things are way different from when we were out doing that a lot of it's on like facebook and instagram and stuff now rather than um hitting the road like we used to be it's a real different world and even what you see is going for high dollars or like sealed collecting now you know those are where people are are getting into which is good i'm gonna hold on to a couple sealed games for a while (laughs) yeah (laughs) that market keeps going up I'm okay I'm with that. Happy I got that sealed silent service. That's my <laughs> retirement plan right there. But I mean, <laughs> I, you know, that I don't think that necessarily means I mean, we're not we don't not like we don't have the games anymore or anything. It's just you know for I know yeah. Kelsey, you and I, we've got to the point where it's like you pretty much have most things that you want. Yeah, the pool of things I'm looking for is so small and specialized mm-hmm. and rare and yep. expensive that it's not something <laughs> I'm going to, if I go to a flea markets and garage sales the rest of my life, I'm likely to find. Right, right. yeah, I'm not going to trip I, over I, an AES at, at you know, Aunt uh, May's flea market or something down yeah. the street. Yeah. And, and mine's similar but different in a way, whereas like the pool of stuff I'm looking for is so much smaller but also very inexpensive usually because <laughs> I'm looking for like, I, so like similar to you guys, I had like, you know, a massive amount of complete in box NES games and it was just this thing that kind of started happening. And like, I was collecting NES games. I was, I was bored. I wanted to get some stuff from when I was a kid and it started, you know, I just started collecting any game I didn't have. And then I got a handful of box games and I was like, these are beautiful. And then I just started, you know, getting everything in boxes and it just started real small. And then, you know, I just kind of like everyone at the time, like you bought a lot, you kept a few things, you sold the rest of it, you used that money to keep it going. So I just kept rolling into more stuff and like the box, you know, so, uh, segment on the, the bookshelf kept growing and it kind of got to a point where I was just collecting games to collect games and not so much to play them. And people would say to me, like, I would get a new game and they're like, oh, that's a really good one. You should actually play that. So I would try to, like, you know, grab a game and actually play the ones that are supposed to be good ones. And I really, really, really enjoyed the games when I had them. And there just came a time where I was like, all right, it's it's time. And then, you know, you go down to the stuff. Uh, so I have my complete uh, Konami Silverbox NES collection. I still, like, will pop a game in uh, to the NES when I go over to my parents' house. My Play Choice 10 is there, and I have one of the cart adapters, so sometimes I'll just grab a cart and throw it and play it in the Play Choice, and I love doing that. Uh, I have my complete 32X set, and I have a great big collection of uh, big box PC games that I, I will get any big box PC game I see when I'm out because they're like a buck or two. But yeah, it's it's to the point where, like, if I'm going to go out and actively get stuff, it's either going to be like on these face Facebook marketplace groups where like everybody just, you know, gauges it off eBay, takes off a couple bucks. And it's like, 
you know, I don't want to just buy $70 single items off of Facebook or eBay, <laughs> you know? So I know it's kind of like an older, you know, I don't know, but it feels like an older collector mentality to me, but I'm okay just doing things the way I do them. And I'll go out to a flea market and like, you know, once every couple of months, I might find a copy of Flight Simulator and I'm cool with that, you know? So uh, there, there's still a lot of gaming going on in our house. Uh, it's just, you know, the, and I and actually, I appreciate the amount of gaming that's happening versus like, Cause I'm telling you like the amount of time I would spend, like, just like, you know, moonlighting at work, just like on Craigslist and setting up like, you know, like <laughs> flea, flea market routes and stuff. There's just so much more time for activities at home. Like I'm actually like, playing games uh, more. So, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that the show uh, focuses on, you know, things that we think are cool in gaming, whether it's acquiring old stuff, uh, taking the things that we've kind of like learned and the tastes that we've developed over our years and, uh, you know, applying that to kind of the newer stuff that we're playing or newer stuff that's coming out. Um, actually, maybe looking at like a little bit of news, even though it's not going to be really like a news show per se. It's really just kind of like some dudes that uh, like hanging out and talking games, kind of going through what their ga- life in gaming is kind of about right now. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Um, and mm-hmm. to go back to what Chris was mentioning, like I was almost at 7,000 games at one point. I, ha- I have scaled back a little bit. Like I am down to like 6,500. So that's, that's a big drop. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and I what I did with those was I it was things that I, like I had almost a full Wii U set. And I'm looking at this set and going like, I do I need a copy of Funky Barn? And, you know, five just dances. Uh, so I, I took everything that i wanted to keep and i took the rest in and traded it for other things that i would prefer to have um and one one of my goals lately with my collection has been uh upgrading my loose nes games that i really really love into complete box games um so there's been a lot of uh just upgrades rather than acquiring all new games uh which has been really like bill said like nes boxes are just beautiful beautiful things uh so i i i met around i think like 200 to 250 in that range um but i've got a couple couple of real big bombs in there but i don't intend to get a full set i just want to get the the games that i enjoy the most complete in box and the rest i'm happy with, with the loose carts if that's all i've got um but yeah for the, so the show like we'll still talk about collecting once in a while when we have cool pickups we're going to talk about cool pickups uh, but we're going to expand to other areas of gaming um, that interest all three of us, which is, you know, it can be really techy with Chris sometimes. It can be really silly with, with the rest of us. It could be uh, Destiny updates if that's what's on Bill's mind. Uh, so we'll bounce that's, all over the place. Good. It's going to be a segment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The de- like, if, if the other guys have anything to say about it, it'll be Bill's Destiny half minute. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just give you however much time to record separately on your own. We'll just tack it on the yeah. end, Bill. The show is over. <laughs> and now... <laughs> uh, I th- No, I think you guys are right. I mean, um, just because we've done you know a thing in the past doesn't mean that has to be exactly that way i mean we've seen that as we've done the show over the years anyway i mean we used to spend forever talking about pickups that people had and then we transitioned to some different stuff where we were doing some more interactions and i really like the interaction part and so i really still hope to do the questions and and we're talking about maybe you know having a a live version where people can can see us doing the show and so i really like the interacting part i like the games um you know people i I like 
you know, that's my hobby and I like other people that love my hobby and you can get away from everything else that's happening in the world and just yeah. talk about <laughs> games and have fun, which I really appreciate. Um, so all of you on Twitter, thank you for, for giving me an escape. Uh, a lot of times, <laughs> those of you on Twitch, thank you, you know, for giving me an escape and, uh, you know, maybe we can do some of that stuff too here at some point in time, but I, yeah, I just want to have fun. I want to talk about stuff that's interesting to, to me and to you guys. And uh, yeah, it may be a little different sometimes, and that's okay. Yeah. So uh, to, to, to Chris's point right there, um, this this first show back, you know, uh, obviously Krabby said, and you, if you're watching this on YouTube or any other video platform, we're trying a little video thing. Made us a little background, and we're going to tinker with it a little bit. So um, we're not streaming this show, but that is something that we may be doing in the future. But since this is kind of new and the format's kind of like, you know, uh, we're trying to figure it out. Uh, any feedback you have on that, as well as questions, like Chris said, we love questions. Um, I really do love the interaction. Uh, we try to be as active as we can on Twitter. Uh, I'm not on Facebook as much as I used to be, so Twitter's kind of the spot to, to grab me if, uh, uh, if, that's, you know, if you have a question or, or some feedback. Um, or if you're looking at this and you say, man, they're not doing this right. I should tell them how they're doing this. <laughs> well, you can uh, message me for that too. <laughs> I don't know how deep that rabbit hole you want to go. You ever, well, do you ever far, read as, the as comments? Far, <laughs> so yeah i mean as far as far as the tech stuff goes if you have a very oh like hey right click on that properties check that box okay it'll sound better you know that's really what i'm looking for <laughs> instead of you guys are crap you don't know what you're doing yeah yeah i, I was okay. already like prepping my 30 jason schreier tweets at you this time <laughs> yeah it's a uh, jason Schreier. any jason schreier info i'm down i'm down for it yeah and if you guys want to just let me know if you want to see more rubik's cube videos or less so Bill's a cuber by a cuber now. Destiny. Ooh. There's a Actually, there somewhere. Believe it or not. I believe it. Just recently, like <laughs> so every two, every like a, a reset every Tuesday, uh, the Eververse store uh, updates its uh, stock with new Bright Dust stuff, and they always sell new emotes. Um, so every Tuesday, I jump in. Bright Dust is the uh, the currency that you can earn by playing the game, not by Thank spending you. real money. You said a so bunch of words, the, and I'm like, I, I, I don't know. know what these mean. I'm yeah. like, yeah. I, I thought I would give it a little little thing. So um, I, I've never spent a dollar of real money uh, uh, in Destiny. I only do the stuff that you can earn in the game. So um, every every week I jump in there and I'm like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. So they just added an emote this past week. I forget what it's called, but it's it's just like your character, like just like meticulously like solving a rubik's cube like uh so i was like yeah i'll get that so to answer your question there has already been a crossroads of destiny and rubik's cube solving so that'll be episode three nice uh to piggyback off bill's suggestion there too uh about reaching out to us if you've got we've we've got a bunch of ideas for for shows that we want to try out too but if you guys have ideas that you think would be interesting uh for us to try to please send those to any of the three of us We'll we'll put up our our contact info at the end of the show, uh, but like we we've talked about even we won't do it very often, but once in a while diving into non gaming things like like we went on a little tangent talking about aliens earlier on. I would love to do the odd episode uh, where we dive into a movie franchise or a book or you know a TV show you know something that that's all three of us kind of hits hits a spot for that we can spend some time on you know we might talk about star wars or uh whatever chris is into these days he's reading books about like crts from like <laughs> 70 years ago so don't I worry could... folks i'll keep it on star trek <laughs> star trek 
Yeah. Start. Star Trek is the channel is the channel four of retro podcast <laughs> conversations. <laughs> you know, I know you got your wars guys, and then you got your Trek guys. Okay. Yep. I I've and recently you, and, been getting into then, Trek lately. I'm I'm starting you, to to see what the big appeal is. That's right. You got your Galaxy Questers. Which yeah, I I feel like all three of those boxes I'm checking right now. All you need is Kirk, an alien girl, and a fist fight, and you got a show. <laughs> so that's all you need. Jeez. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, that's, I, I would love to uh, deep dive because it's and because when you when you talk to, I mean, no one's like one dimensional, right? Like when you and like uh, you guys were both saying before, what really what got me into the hobby was like the games, but then what kept me into it was all the people. And it wasn't just like the people that you met or the friendships you made, because those are awesome. But like you would go to these shows, like you would go to too many games, or you'd go to, you know, Magfest, or you'd go to, you know, like PAX or like any one of your favorite shows, Retro World, whatever. And it wouldn't just be like, it would just be like a party, like with all your friends. And like, I remember, like every time you would go to one of these shows, you would meet a new dude. And then that was like another person. And it wasn't like you just talked to these people about games and nothing else. You kind of found that there are all these areas of overlap and where there wasn't an area overlap, it was like, okay, I have no idea what that is. Can you tell me about it? Because you're an interesting dude and I'd like to, you know, get your feedback on it. So I'd kind of like the show to kind of be like a reflection of that because there might be something that one of us is into that no one else knew that they were into also, or like, Oh, you're into that. I'm into that too. Or that's silly. Let's see where this goes, you know? So uh, uh, I just really like, the, the, the people aspect of kind of like what the hobby did, uh, bringing all the different folks together who, man, we've had so many great times, so many great get-togethers, so many great calls, so many great chats. It's like, that, that's the best part of the whole thing. So I hope it keeps going. Yeah, yeah and... I, I'd love to have more people involved. I know we have had guests in the past. I hope we have guests in the future uh, because, you know, like you say, we can all sit in our rooms at any time and play a game. I mean, you don't need the other people for that part but it's the joy of the hobby that you want to share and the things that you think are exciting and and like bill said outside the hobby too yeah and we want like we've always been really sporadic with our recording schedules uh so we've been talking about having a much more consistent recording schedule where we're going to try and put out a couple shows every single month um so once in a while that'll mean someone's not there when we're recording and there might be two of us on or there might be three but one of them might not be one of the regular three so we're, we're going to try and keep more consistent schedule, um, whether that means we're all here or just two of us or three three different people are here, if that makes sense. Um, and like Bill said, we've got some some goofy ideas, too. We're not going to take a show super seriously. Uh, so we've we've got like some trivia ideas and some little games and like a debate kind of <laughs> format. And we're we're going to try some things. I'm sure not all of them will work, but we're going to have fun doing yeah. them and we'll refine them if they don't and, and, and get rid of the ones that don't. And, yeah. But we're, we're gonna open some, to trying things gonna, right now. We're going to throw some podcast spaghetti at the wall. 100%. I think sometimes the, the failures are the things that are the most fun. <laughs> they, they might be, yeah. Right? <laughs> um, and like was also mentioned, uh, we're going to focus on trying to get some video formats up, uh, whether that's just uh, the podcast in a video form on YouTube or some live stream Twitch where we can interact while we're while we're talking, which I think would be very, very cool. Uh, we've got the groundwork set for those, so hopefully it won't be too long before we get those off the ground and running. 
Um, but let's get to Chris's favorite part of the show. Listener questions. <laughs> this is my Probably favorite part. Too. It's really fun sometimes, yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got, actually, I was surprised that we got a few decent ones because it has been like six months since we've said anything to anybody about <laughs> Thank this show. Thank you. It's, well, well, it's like you have your, uh, uh, you know, sometimes you call your ex-girlfriend up and she's like, with, why the hell are you calling me? You haven't talked to me forever, but we got enough people who are like, yay. <laughs> So, and, and when like you call that. her, you ask her, what's your favorite quarantine game to play? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a question we got from our buddy uh, Bickman2k through Twitter. So he was saying uh, he's been playing Animal Crossing. It's been a good good game for him during the quarantine. And he's been playing some Darksiders Genesis with the with the Playcast on RFGen. Uh, those are his, his two big quarantine games right now. So how about you guys? What have you been up to? Like I mentioned before, I mean, I like the the shoot the core cast. You know, those guys do the monthly shooter. I the ones that I can play along with, I like it because I don't have to be very good. I don't have to really feel like I need to compete, and it's like kind of fun. I have twenty minutes. Let me turn. I did that earlier tonight before we we're going to do the call. I, I was... like you said too when they when they pick certain games, like you you have a whole bunch of different options to play. So like you're playing different versions of Fantasy Star. That's really neat. I remember doing that with them um, with uh, 1942. Yeah, um, and just trying different versions, and pe- different people only have access to different versions. So you're getting very different experiences and really cool conversations. Mm. And that's and, the great and, thing about having a collection. You have these yeah. versions sitting around yeah. anyway. And if you want, like the, the high score is there for those type of games. If you want to compete, you can compete. Yeah. And, I mean, and I, if you I want to compete pictures, on an but... obscure version that no one's going to test you on, <laughs> you can take it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't looked yet, but I'm going to guess the only score I'm going to submit for the Famicom version is probably going to be the top score. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, no, I've, I've been having fun. I like things like that. And like I said, Neo 2... Um, if you like that style of game, like I said, there's just so much content that that game gives you. And they just recently just did a free, um, like, additional content. They were just like, you know, here we hit a million copies to thank our fans. Here's like nine new missions and all this stuff. DLC's coming. And so you can just everybody have this for free. So I really like what um, Team Ninja's doing with that game. So I, no, wish I know, a- personally... Like, I know you love that kind of game, and I, mm. I really do, too. You still like it during, like, stressful quarantine times with everything else that's going on right now? You can still <laughs> really just lose yourself in that style of game? You know, you could just beat the living crap out of some stuff, you know what I mean? And that is very satisfying. Mm. And uh, you get to the point where, I mean, like in Neo 2, since there hasn't been new content, I'm getting close to the level cap. And so even like the hardest mission stuff, it's kind of a breeze. So you can just, if you feel like farming or killing some stuff, you can just really do some cool moves and things that look neat and just decimate. Or you can like, okay, I'm going to try using a different weapon and try that out and see how that goes. And again, there's just so much content there. I'll never get to all of it. So yeah, I, those games don't stress me out. Um, I mean, there's stress involved, but it's the kind of like, let me add it. Let me try one more time, right? Let me give me mm-hmm. I, next time. I'm gonna get it, <laughs> and, yeah. and and that's the thing that works really well for me. It's that NES level of like ah, I can get it. This is yeah. just. Right. I've I've heard that said about Shadows Die Twice. It's like I, I got this. Like I know why this happened, and if I just get better, I can do it. It's never unfair death. It's always like okay, I it's I got this. 
Yeah, and I'll always appreciate that when the gameplay is good and the controls are on point, mm-hmm. I'm the only thing left to blame. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, at that point in time, it's okay for me to go, I'm old, my hands aren't as I, good as they used to be, I'll get it next time. I, I remember just super, super quick, I got a Dark Man for the NES, and <laughs> it was one of these times where I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually play a game, right? I'm collecting so much, so I popped it in. And I like probably fall into a pit like 35 times and I, I ping Krabby and I'm like, listen, you've beaten like this game before, right? I was like, what am I doing with this jump? And he's like, nothing, man. It's just brutal. <laughs> that game is so slippery. Like, yeah, yeah the, that game and RoboCop 2, I think, are some of the hardest platforming on the NES because you're just sliding uh-huh. everywhere. Nothing yep. feels like pixel perfect. Everything just feels a little bit off. Yep. The polar opposite of that tight control we're looking for. So yeah, yeah. Well, what about you guys? What are your quarantine games? Uh, so I got. Um, uh, if we're going back to you know back back a little while, um, my just just since uh, um, Adam mentioned Animal Crossing, my wife was a fan of New Leaf uh, back a while ago. I had never tried it before. Um, so when uh, uh, when uh, you know, she decided like, okay, I want to get it for, uh, for the switch. So we got it. She started it. I feel, I don't know if social media had ever blown up with previous animal crossing games. Not like like this new one. Yeah. I I was going to say if it had, I did, i never saw it before. So this is unlike anything I've ever seen Nintendo wise. I think in the first week it already broke every sales record any animal crossing had ever done. Like it's just bonkers. Well, it's right. And I, it's still really hard to either a buy the game because it's sold out everywhere, or to get a switch. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So especially physically, I mean, obviously you can get it on the Nintendo shop, but yeah, like to walk into a place and like walk out with a copy of animal crossing, like much less a switch. So, um, so, so Sarah was familiar with the franchise. She was into it. So, okay, let's get it. And, you know, we got a copy kind of before the world went to hell. It was, I think it was like right after PAX, uh, uh, we got back from uh, PAX before we went to, uh, on vacation before the entire world shut down. So, um, She's super into it, and it's one of those things where, like, sometimes she has, like, rough days, and there's anxiety and stuff, and I'm like, listen, like, what like what makes you happy? Like, what can we do? Like, what let's sit down and just take a break or whatever. And I said, sit down and make a list of the things that make you happy, and let's work towards that. And one of the things on the list was just playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> so she just likes to relax and play Animal Crossing, so I love that it's there for her. I have tried it several times. <laughs> I either don't get it or it's not for me, and that's totally cool. But I just wanted to mention that since Adam did. Um, I actually, uh, there's two games that I missed really good deals on lately that I'm kicking myself for. One was Darksiders Genesis, um, and I have no excuse because I actually tweeted the deal to Playcast <laughs> to let them know, to let people know, hey, you can get it for like 16 bucks right now on uh, uh, GameStop or like the Xbox Store. A few places had it. Is that the one that came re- out on Wii U? No, this is the newest one. Oh, okay. This is the one that came out like lot just this past fall, I think, uh, yeah. like November, November ish. Um, and uh, so I have no excuse for not. I just forgot. I didn't buy it, and uh, so I missed out on that. The other is Vanquish, which Krabby, uh, in a conversation we were having, uh, was telling me is like if you haven't played this, like this is one of. I, the I games think from... of all the platinum games, I think that's yep. the one that would get Bill into them. Right. So, uh, and I don't even want to tell you, like it came up on slick deals and it was like, like legit, like, but somewhere between three and $5. And I pinged you and I was like, this is the game you said. Right. And you were like, yeah, yeah, that's totally it. 
And like same same thing as always. I was like swamped at work. I I went home, had dinner, put the kids to bed, sat down and relaxed. And like by the time I remembered and looked at a computer, it like wasn't on sale anymore. So those are the two deals that I missed. So um uh but uh like I I think I mentioned earlier in the show, I still play Destiny two. I used to play it like every day or every other day, even if it was only like for like twenty or thirty minutes, jump in, grab some bounties, whatever. Now I probably play it once every other week or something like that. And I'm trying to devote my time, uh, like Adam says, to your backlog of shame. So uh, GTA V, I fired up a little bit recently. Um, I played Control with the RF Gen Playcast, which is something that I bought when it was on sale in the holidays, started, and was kind of like lukewarm on. I said, let me take a break from this because I don't want to force myself. I'm not having fun. And then uh, when they decided they were going to play it as their game, I was like, awesome, perfect excuse. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll jump back into it. I'll, I'll refresh and like it totally got me like it, it didn't hook me in the first few hours but like once i kind of got some abilities and i did uh, uh you know a bunch of uh my kind of like playthrough with the game i did in the thread uh, with the playcast guys over there so uh control was awesome uh if if it didn't even if it didn't grab me a little bit at first um other than that uh the kids are playing a lot of minecraft so i'm learning a lot about minecraft uh, from <laughs> them I mentioned before I played Outer Wilds. I've played through this game several times now. It, if you haven't played uh, or heard of this game, it's it's not to be confused with the Outer Worlds, which is the um, uh, Obsidian uh, uh, role-playing game, kind of like Fallout-ish, from the guys who you know made New Vegas. Um, so appropriately so. But Outer Wilds is an indie game that won the BAFTA and like a whole bunch of other like indie game awards before it was even like released. And like after it won all these awards, kind of got picked up by uh, 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 what's the guy's name? Um, uh, Ma- Masioka? Is that how you say it? For, like, a hero from Heroes? Uh, it's, it's the actor who played Hero from Heroes. He has really? a. Um, Yatai! Yeah, he's... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Yatai. Misa yep, Versa. So he... Yeah, <laughs> so he uh, he's like founded this uh, gaming company and he picked up the creative directors who made this game and basically like took a couple years like refining it. And the first I heard of this game, because I, I didn't pay attention to the indie scene. First I heard of it was when, again, back to Jason Schreier, he, he tweeted or he was reviewing the game. And the first line in his review was Outer Wilds is one of the best video games I've ever played in my life. And I was like, you know, I'm not usually one for hyperbole, and I, I know, I, I read a lot of Jason's work, I, I, I trust him, I, I like his uh, his style a lot, so I was like, I'll give this a try. And it was similar, like, the first time I played it, because it was on Game Pass, I, like, I wasn't sure what it was, I tried to go in blind, so I didn't really know what was going on, and uh, without spoiling anything, it's a time loop game, so you're on a 22-minute loop, and then, like, the, you know, the... Moon universe goes. The moon crashes into the planet, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then you have to put a different mask on, and then. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, it is a time loop game. So, like, you know, every twenty-two minutes. But the cool thing about it, so there's no combat in the game, even though there are hazards and you can die. Uh, So, a hundred percent of the game is about exploration and knowledge, and so knowledge is the currency in the game. So, the more you learn about the world the more information you have to, to go further in your explanation. And it does, it's not just one thing. Like, because you would think, okay, once you know this, you can go here. But it branches off in so many different ways that you would never expect it to go. And it's just one of these magical games that, like, I, I can't think of anything else I've played like it. And even after I finished the game, I started another playthrough. And the kids, like, they, they can't read yet, but, like, we read uh, through, like, some of the, the, like, what's going on there. And they'll come to me and they're like, 
we figured something else out and they'll put it together and i'm like oh my god you're right like <laughs> you're totally right and it's it's so so cool and the music's unbelievable and it's just one of these amazing uh uh experiences that uh, uh it, it's just it's such a special game so that's a really really big one that uh um, that i've played a lot uh, kind of in these quarantine times um and i think i also mentioned earlier um we started luigi's mansion got like maybe halfway through it would love to go back and play that but i don't want to play it without the kids and right now they're kind of in full-on like they either want to be doing minecraft or uh or outer wilds or um they they really love really really love plants versus zombies garden warfare <laughs> too and i don't know why like it got on the machine probably through game pass and they love it so um but yeah so those are you know those are some of the quarantine things and some of the recent things but I am trying to get through some, uh, some like now that Destiny is slow, because there are times where I will play Destiny and nothing else. So I am trying to take advantage of this time and you know check a few games off the uh, the list while it's a slow time in the Destiny world. Nice. Uh, before the quarantine hit, I was trying to get through some of the harder NES games that I have left on my list to beat. Um, so I was playing stuff like Bump and Jump and Xevious that I, I was really struggling with. It took me like a full week of like, you know, it's like 40 hours into these <laughs> games that are only 10 to 20 minutes to actually beat. But it would take that long <laughs> to like learn my way through them. Yeah, um, and then when the quarantine hit, I, I was just finding that I was not in the mindset for that kind of game at the moment. Mm. So which normally like the whole rest of my life, like I love that kind of challenge, but it just... Couldn't, didn't want that kind of stress at the moment so i find i'm having more fun lately playing really long seasons of sports games or hmm. role-playing games uh because with the sports games uh, like i was playing tecmo nba basketball recently and you have to play a full like 80 something game season and then into the finals <laughs> um but most of those sports games once you've played a few matches you can figure out how to cheese the ai and then it's just repetitive like very mindless monotonous work uh and Mm -hmm. also in that game i don't know i gotta play with some other teams and see if this is the case but i think michael jordan might be kind of like bo jackson is in tech mobile where he's just so much faster than every other player so you just get him the ball and no one can touch him he's on the other side of the court you get a dunk every (laughs) single time uh so i i probably put like 18 hours into that game i think to finish and it didn't feel like work. It was just really comforting. Like that was my routine for that week. I'd come home and sit down and play an hour of uh, basketball and, you know, do something with the family. Uh, and then with role-playing games, like I played through Dragon Warrior 2, uh, Vaxanadu and Magic Scheherazade. And I'm doing Dragon Warrior 3 right now. There's always points in those games where there's just exploring or grinding that needs yeah. to be done and same thing like you just get into that loop you do it a bunch you can save if you're feeling stressed like you might uh lose some progress uh so those those are the kind of games i've been enjoying the most during the quarantine here um and to piggyback off that uh bickman had a second question about how much of your backlog of shame have you been able to clear since the last episode um it's basically what all i've been doing since the last episode is only playing nes games i've i I used like last year i did every single playcast game i think except for one i haven't done any yet this year i've just been trying to stay really focused just play nes i've played a couple other things with my son or with my family like we did uh super paper mario uh we tried the guardians of the galaxy telltale game 
and a couple other just uh, fun little things like I did Civilization with Bill and a couple other guys a little while with Bickman actually who asked this question. <laughs> um, so those have been nice little distractions, but really they've just been like one-offs. Uh, mostly I've just been trying to slam through that backlog and I'm up to like 576 NES games, licensed games that I've beaten now. So I'm under 100 left to go, which is very, very exciting for me. And once I hit that 600 mark, that's another like big milestone uh, that I'm really excited to get to, which hopefully won't take more than another month or two. Uh, so I have actually do you have made... like a, a countdown, like like a 100, like on a big piece of poster board, <laughs> that you like slash everyone as you get closer. I have a Google Doc that has all the games. It's got two lists. One of them is all the games to be beaten, and one of them is all that needs to be beaten. And they're all numbered. So every time I take one off, it drops the number down. So yeah, I get to watch the number like fall on one end and rise on the other end. So it's always been really, nice. really nice. Yeah. And you have to tell everybody that you've put these all on YouTube, right? They can go watch them if you want. Yeah, not like they're not exciting to watch because they're my first time beating almost all of these games. So they're clunky, they're messy. I'm not an expert at any of them. Uh, it's just kind of proof of concept. So I can say like I, I beat blah, 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 bump and jump, like a really hard game. And if someone calls me out on it, I can go, no, I can prove it. Here, it happened. <laughs> or if they just don't believe I beat, you know, almost 600 NES games, I've got proof of that too. Um, but yeah, you and, can check them out. And, I'll throw a link up in the show notes. And if anyone says, oh, that's probably not your footage, you've named the people Krabby and Bill in so many <laughs> of these games that it has to be you. I haven't named anybody Krabby, actually, because uh, when oh, I was really? a kid, whenever I'd get a high score on a machine, Ace, my initials right? were always rad. R-A-D. Oh, rad. Mm. So every time I get to name a character in a game, I, I hate naming a character for one. It's just the worst thing in the world to me. So I just put rad in and then I go through the game with this dumb name. So all yeah, every role playing game has a like a rad and a bill and a duke. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're perfectly yeah. good names. Why not? They they suit the games, but especially when there's like a four character limit to a lot of them too for the names. Yeah, in in, in, in a lot of games, I'm just I'm just usually you know Bill. It's just like whatever. Like sometimes I'll try to think of a name that fits the game. Like I'll probably I'll have to think of like a really good cyberpunk name for cyberpunk. I'm but, uh, fretting uh, about that already. It's like months yeah. away, and I'm like, I don't oh, just give me a name. I don't want to yeah. make my. Own. I yep. I just so, ask my so kids. I, I, yeah, I couldn't do that because then if something terrible happens to them in in the game, then I feel really bad. I didn't name after my kids. I just had the kids give me the name. Oh, sorry, I misunderstood. Oh, source source <laughs> from them, yeah. So yeah, and the only time I use like my, my full name is Williams. So the only time I ever used that was when I was naming my Skyrim character, and I was like, this sounds like it'd be appropriate, yeah. like William, kind of a you know like a kind of a classic you know brave hardian you know type of uh, type deal. So, but yeah, I'm I'm normally just like super boring with names, like uh, uh, Jim Dark Magic, you know, like uh, <laughs> uh, the that's from uh, um, the Penny Arcade guys when they yeah. do their Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Or what's it called? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm old. I forget things. It's called Acquisitions Incorporated. That's what it's called. I usually take whatever the default name is. I never change them unless it has. I have to put a name. Yeah, that I'm the what exact a, same way. I, I like default for final, names. For for Final Fantasy, like a hundred percent. Like I, I'm having trouble thinking of a game that like require like a newer game that requires a name that doesn't have like a default. Dark Souls. All those uh, games have. Co- yeah, uh, Code Vein. I think was like that yeah, too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just, just use alias fake name <laughs> I, after a while i just give up and i'm just like dude gal yeah you know? yeah but yeah. well, i'm uh, playing like yeah. persona or something too they they want a name uh so i always like look up what the canon name is in like the manga or the anime for the main character and then i just put that in 
because I don't <laughs> want to make up my own name. That's some research, man. It is, but it's it makes the game more enjoyable for me. Um, that was that was a tangent. We were talking about backlogs here. What have, what have you guys been playing in your backlogs sorry. in the last besides, six months? I think I've mentioned probably most of the big stuff. Um, outside of that, I've been trying to read more. So I've been going through my backlog of books, <laughs> which I've got I, a lot. I actually did that too since last November. Uh, every I own quite a few comic book trade paperbacks, mm. uh, and I've read through almost every single one of them again since then. I've been making a point every single day to read before bed, and while my son's doing some homeschooling while he doesn't need help reading and stuff. So I spent like four months of reading like nothing but Batman, and it was the greatest mm. four months. Such a good time. I don't read about Batman, but you know. Yeah. Can we can we get a mute on Chris's mic real quick? <laughs> I mean, I just don't, I don't, I well, I told you guys that I was thinking, because I, I don't really uh, any comics or anything, so I thought like maybe I would subscribe to DC Universe uh, just because mm. I would like to read some Superman or something, you know. Sure. Um, but I thought, you know, I'd really probably have to have a tablet to really enjoy that, and I don't have a tablet, and you know, so maybe I don't know, uh, I don't know. I, I thought maybe I'll just get a subscription to Superman comic or something, but. Yeah, a friend of mine was showing me that, and it's it's actually really cool. I like how you can like go full panel uh, for full screen, and then you can just sw- swipe panel to panel rather than page to page. Because a lot of times uh, you'll open up like a, a new page, and there'll be something cool on the right-hand yeah. side that like spoils something that's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I wish I didn't yeah. see that yet until I read all these other panels. So that, that'd be the way to avoid that. Maybe I can right. find like a used iPad or something somewhere. Because yeah. all I needed to be able to do is just do that. So. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, if you go thrifting or garage sailing, like those got to be popping up about now. Probably. We'll wait till the new one comes out, and then probably everyone will offload an old one. Hundred percent. But yeah, I've been buying books uh, again, and I haven't bought books in a while because I've I've read through read through some books. What about you, Bill? Any backlogging? Cool. Uh, I th- I think I mentioned before. I think I started the tangent. Is uh, so uh, um. The uh, the backlogging was mainly like uh, uh, so a little bit of GTA, a little bit of uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, Control was on the backlog, um, but yeah, anything kind of like th- further back. I than think that, the I thing can't... you haven't brought up was the Rubik's cube thing that you were talking about earlier. You haven't really shared the Rubik's yeah. cube. So uh, basically, I decided in quarantine that I was going to learn how to solve Rubik's cube, and it wasn't really like a you know a big deal. Like I, I just like my, my son saw one uh, and he was like, what is that? It's Oz Rubik's cube. It's like a puzzle. And I'd never learned how to do it before. So I was like, let me learn how to do this. So it took, it took probably like two weeks um, of just learning like each, you know, phase of like kind of the simple way to learn it. And I would kind of like master step one. And then once I knew I could do that a hundred percent, then I would do step two and step three. And then I kind of put it all together. And I'm like, every, you know, every morning before work, I would try it. And then every night before bed, I would try it. And it just kind of got to the point, it was a couple of weeks where I was like, okay, like I could definitely like do this on my own without like checking like, you know, tutorials or anything. And it kind of stopped there. Like, cause, cause there are, there's more you can learn. Like if you want to become like, uh, they call themselves speed cubers where <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, like the guys who like stack cups. They're speed runners. Like, Why not? Yeah, exactly. Right. So like, you know, the guys who do the cup stacking and you yeah, start with your don't. hands on the mat and then you <laughs> and then hands down. And then it's like, okay, like five seconds. It's the exact same thing with cube. So you're you're allowed to look at. So someone has to like scramble it, and then what they'll do is they'll put it in front of the the person, and then it's like covered with a cup, 
and then so they remove the cup and the person gets like up to 10 seconds to look at it or something and then they just look at it and look at it look at it and they go okay i'm ready and then they kind of go up and they're crazy and then down and like so there are guys that can solve a completely scrambled cube in like you know eight to ten seconds like every single time and there's a lot of math and algorithms and a lot of memorization and a lot of practice with your dexterity that's not something I'm interested in doing. <laughs> I'm just totally happy being able to just like pick one up at like a stranger's house and like within a couple minutes be like, all right, that's all set. <laughs> you know, so uh, that is something I have done in uh, in quarantine times. Uh, I don't know if I'd consider it part of a backlog, <laughs> but uh, just kind of one of those things that I never well, you know, game. knew how to do. And I figured, <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, it's kind of it's a puzzle, it's a game. So, uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, that that probably more than takes care of me with uh, my <laughs> what I said before plus the tangent. Right uh, you guys will have to explain this next question to me I can't. Uh, that we got by the Pocky X. Not, not an issue. What is your Chipotle <laughs> default order? What what does so, that mean? So Krabby, let me explain. I've it never to you. <laughs> I've never eaten at a Chipotle, so I'm out. So, so it's a Chipotle, restaurant. Yes. So Chipotle is a. Uh, uh, is a very popular chain um, uh, like burrito, uh, you know, bowl, taco bowl, uh, like Mexican style restaurant. Uh, it's quick serve only, so you get your food at the counter. So remember when you guys visited and we, I took you to that place that yeah. was called Salsa Fresca. Absolutely, it's very much like that. Salsa Fresca is like a very, very small, like regional, like version of that. I, I personally prefer it uh, to Chipotle. Um, we didn't have Chipotle forever, and I had only just like heard rumors like whispers of chipotle like somewhere out there in the ether and then my wife and i were down in dc and we were we're just like in the national mall and kind of doing the the tourist thing and we're going to go see a hockey game and there's a chipotle like right near uh the verizon center which is where the caps play and it was the first time it was it was i was like oh my god and it was like like the like the light shining like <laughs> over like the horizon like it just caught you like there's a little twinkle in the logo there it is there's a chipotle so we go in there and it was like this big built-up thing and once we got up there like it's not bad like don't get me wrong it's not bad it's just a burrito place you know <laughs> it's, it's uh so um but yeah everyone has their like their chipotle order so like if down here if anyone ever says like yo like we're making a chipotle run everybody like okay, has it so like, written I, out i think maybe because he didn't capitalize the chipotle and that is like a flavor of like condiment i thought sure. he was like there's like five or six like condiments you wanted me to order them in, like, <laughs> what's your favorite to the least is kind of how i read that question so i've never yeah. heard of or been to a chipotle before i don't even know if they're in canada if they are they're definitely nowhere near where i live so. so so like i said i prefer my regional uh, alternative which is salsa fresca but i will tell you from memory what i used to get at chipotle and i think this is going to be pretty close i got a bowl and it was with uh rice and pinto beans if i remember i went with barbacoa uh i know a lot of guys like the carnitas or a lot of people like you know like the beef or the chicken oh uh, the barbacoa for me was where it was at and if they didn't put enough the problem with the barbacoa is they would use tongs to get it so like it's not like a spoon it's not like like a priest okay you get like a whole spoonful they just grabbed it with tongs so sometimes you would get like a very generous portion of this like you know slowly cooked uh, uh barbecue meat and sometimes you would just get like a little bit and now you got to decide are you that guy that's like can you put a little more on there can you just can you 
little, yeah, oh, perfect, thank you. So a little bit of sour cream, a little bit of lettuce. Um, I I gave up cheese a while ago, except for pizza. Um, so no cheese for me. Uh, and that's it. Just your your basic uh, basic Chipotle bowl. That sounds we'll good. Lock. That's just mine. I'll take Bill's order. I do, I do that. <laughs> I, I don't eat. What do you got, Chris? I don't eat Mexican food. So uh, Asian food, I'm all over it. I don't eat Mexican food. So sorry. Oh, missing out. Um, he also asks a question that I can answer. Uh, he's asking <laughs> when you're going to pre-order your Xbox Series X console. When can I start? Uh, the rumors, I think, are November, but I don't think anything's been said officially yet. Yeah. Are, they, are they even taking pre-orders right now? now the, 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 pri- the, the price isn't date? set. The price isn't right. set. Yeah. They don't have a price or a date, right. but I'm sure GameStop would still take your 50 bucks to put one aside. Right. I will not order <laughs> so, through GameStop, but... No. Well, as soon as I, Amazon I remember, puts it up, yeah, are you getting remember, one like at launch? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Regardless of it's cost, all, like within a window. I'm sure. Oh well, yeah. I mean, there's it has to yeah. be like you know, think of it's the thousand dollar Xbox Series well, X. No, there, there's rumors there has been for a while that it might be up to six hundred bucks. If if it was at six hundred, are you still a buyer, or does it have to be five hundred or less for you? I think five hundred's my spot. I think if we get yeah. going over that, I'm going to be... Uh, I'll have to at least think that through. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I remember pre-ordering my Xbox One, and I was like kind of on the fence about it. And I was at the Microsoft store. We have one in our in our mall. Did they sell you when they when showed you the Kinect that came with it? You were like, I'll take I, two. I don't... I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I, I remember there was something going on where we were there like anyway to like get something. And I, I forget exactly what it was, but they were like, if you put $50, it was either 50 or a hundred dollars down towards the Xbox. We're like giving like a $50 gift card on like a purchase, like after November 1st or whatever. So right. I was like, Oh, well there's my I guess, game. You know, like, yeah, why not? It, yeah. 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 Close enough. So, um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know if I'm 100% in on pre-ordering, and it has nothing to do with, like, the quality of the unit, um, or, you know, it, it, it has more to do with, like, a lot, of, like, my gaming very much kind of goes, like, in, in, in phases, like, in waves, and it has forever, like, I'll be, like, super console and nothing else, and then, like, I'll kind of, like, get on a PC, you know, tear where, like, I'm playing nothing but PC, and right now I just happen to be playing, like, almost everything on PC, and it doesn't have everything to do with the fact that i'm playing on an ultra wide monitor but that certainly helps because i can play gta 5 with and it looks really really good on the laptop or on the xbox or i could play it on you know this ultra wide screen where i just you know everything else kind of seems like you're like looking through like a window uh so i have read a few stories where microsoft and is in talks with samsung and lg and a lot of these uh, uh you know monitor developers about like doing supporting ultra wide resolutions we don't know any details yet um, and again, that's not like the whole reason why I would or wouldn't. Most of it comes down to uh, I don't regret pre- uh, getting the Xbox One at $500, but I am still upset at the fact that it was like $100 less like three or four months later. So um, for mainly for that and for that reason, I think I'm probably just going to gonna so, hold off unless something really grabs me well there's also the rumor that they might put out uh two boxes have like the high end series x and then the low end mm-hmm. one so would the low end one interest you or you you'd wait until the high end one drops lower price the, the the reason why the low end one could interest me is because we're kind of feeling the pressure of only having one xbox in the house right now 
where like the kids like want to play stuff uh uh you know like like they'll they want to play minecraft and say oh like let's like like daddy like you play minecraft with us like cameron's gonna play in the basement that like, grandpa's gonna be on the computer um or like cameron wants to play outer wilds on the xbox and then you know callahan wants to play on another tv and like we've kind of uh gotten around it with like some remote play stuff and some of the things where you can like uh, uh there's like xbox game pass games that are on both mm-hmm. but there's there's been more than a few times where we're like man if we had another xbox you know in the basement like it would just alleviate some of that pressure and i haven't pulled the trigger on a 1s because like you know besides the the upside of only costing like 100 or 150 dollars or whatever like you know, so if if the lower one could kind of like you know be the replacement for the X, and the X could go in another room, that could be a possibility. Gotcha. Um, I'm also super curious. Um, even though I'm you know I'm into uh, Destiny and that's kind of my thing, I'm super curious to see how Halo uh, looks um, with yeah. the evolving world style Halo. I I bet you we'll see a blowout of that sometime in June. Get you get yeah. some, get a lot of Halo info. I think they've already yeah, announced June, that. June July. Yep yeah so but yeah so and and but yeah so not to belabor it too much but when are you going to pre-order it's a matter of time you know i'm either <laughs> going to pre-order it uh you know when i hear some more of that info and when the stores open back up like september october or if like i'm really feeling the pressure of the money and if it's not really looking like it's going to happen i will pre-order it right before they hand me my xbox <laughs> when i buy it <laughs> So, to, to me, they're just singing all the right notes, and I can play wow. everything that I'm already playing on it, and I, it's going to be better. And I, I don't see any downsides, so I'm good. Mm-hmm. For me, Xbox has been my least favorite console every single generation they've existed. I've never been a big Xbox guy. Um, like Chris said, though, they are singing a lot of really, really good notes now, really appealing. But they're missing the one most appealing note to me is where's these cool games that I want to play on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's really nothing that appeals to my taste that I know of that's coming out for it. Uh, the one, <clears throat> sorry, the one game they showed during the last uh, showcase they did with the third party one, uh, was a game called chorus, um, which was like a sci-fi kind of space shooter. Um, that looked a little appealing, but there was like, you know, 30 second video. I didn't really get to see a lot. That's the only game that's on my radar so far. But with all the other studios they bought, I'm, what about I'm that Scarlet? What about that Scarlet <clears throat> game or whatever it was? I don't think that's going to be exclusive. I think I can get that on anything I want. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is my impression. I, I could be wrong. But um, yeah, there are a couple games that Scorn might be interesting. I'm not a big uh, first-person shooter guy, so I'm not going to rush out and buy that day one. But if I see that for like 15 bucks, you know, a couple years down the road, it looks like it's very alien inspired uh might be yeah. might be a fun weekend kind of thing yeah uh so i have no plans to pick one of these up at launch uh down the road my, my usual rule of thumb for a console is if it has at least three games i want to play on it that's when i pick it up so right now there's there's maybe one uh so we'll see once once those other two and i'm sure they'll come down the road so i might buy a year or two in but i'm, I'm probably leaning more towards a, a ps5 earlier than an xbox um eric linder our, our buddy from germany has a couple or had a question for us uh, about strategy guides uh he's asking if we have purchased or collect strategy guides i have quite a few from back in the day that i bought you know as a matter of course um do i collect them i didn't say it necessarily if i run across cool things 
but um, I don't make a habit of it or I don't have any kind of checklist or anything that I'm particularly going for. How about you, Bill? I remember uh, the Final Fantasy VII strategy guide from, uh, you know, when I was in high school and that game came out. And I remember just uh, something about this book. Like, I adored this book. Like, it was something about, like, the layout, the art, like, the fonts, the, like, the hand-drawn art that was, like, mixed in. It wasn't just, like, sprites or, like, screenshots pulled from the game. I, I just remember loving everything about this guide. And I know it's, like, a weird, creepy, like, thing. But I remember, like, putting my face in this guide and smelling it, being like, this guide even smells good. It, it wasn't, like, a weird thing. You're like, here's the Tifa Yuffie page. Like, no. no. <laughs> I, I, no I like the so smell great. of books, too. So, yeah, it's okay. good. Okay. So, it's, uh, and I remember uh, the weird thing. So, like, I, and I, like, I came across, like, the, you know, I had it, in, you know, just, like, put away in a closet or something. And I came across it, like, years later. And I opened it up and I was like, it still smells like that. So it's, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, um, I wouldn't say I collect strategy guides per se, but something about that Final Fantasy VII strategy guide, whenever I would get, at first it was a Final Fantasy game. So Final Fantasy VIII, I was getting the guide. Final Fantasy IX, guide. Ten, uh, guide. Eleven, so all that stuff. got that nine so, guide. Ugh, that's it. So not a good I, guide. So, no, it's not a good guide, but it has to be on the shelf, right? Yeah, so, I agree. Uh, and then the and then so the other guides that I really really like, the uh, the Kingdom Hearts two deluxe guide, is unbelievably cool. It's it's got fantastic. And the cool thing about it, I was working at Best Buy when it came out. It was um it was like shrink. It had like um uh like like paper kind of like on the front and back of it, so you knew what it was, but you couldn't see the cover because they had three different covers. It was Sora's uh, like ultimate, like a uh, um, like I forget what like the limit break or like whatever his like super attack was, and there were different forms, and there was like one where you were red, one where you were yellow, and one where you were like white, and that was the ultimate form. So it was kind of luck of the draw whichever one you got. But since I worked at Best Buy, I <laughs> tore them open and I found the ultimate form, and that's the one I got. And so the cool thing I've never uh, I can't think of another guide that I found that had this, but there was like the full guide, which was like a big book. And then there was a whole second book in there that was maybe like half the thickness of the guide. And it was just kind of like all it was designed to do was like as you went through each area, it just had like little boxes that you could like check off. Yes, I found this treasure or like, yes, I did this thing. So it gave you a thing to mark up so that you didn't have to mark up like the legit strategy guide, uh, which I thought was really yeah, cool. Yeah, I've seen and those I, checklists in a few books, but they're always part of the main book. I've never seen them in a right. separate book. It, That's cool. It, I'm telling you, it was like a whole separate book and it's not a small thing. And I'm pretty sure it also like the like the last like third or quarter of it was just stickers. So if you just wanted to like put a little treasure sticker like in each uh, box too, but yeah, like give, give it a search. It's actually pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so I've got all my Final Fantasy guides right here. I do have the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Deluxe Hardcover Guide just because it's one of my favorite games, so I picked it up cheap. Um, and I've got just a handful random, like, you know, like one, two dollar guides that I just, you know, thought were interesting looking. But yeah, on, on the whole, I don't collect them. It's kind of like just, you know, this is a cool thing or I think this is, a, you know, has interesting art or is interesting. But uh, I, I, I think I, I wanted to complete the Kingdom Hearts collection. So when Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, I was like, all right. Where is that strategy guide? And I'm like looking around for it, and it's like, does Prima even exist anymore? No, like, does Bra- does, Brady does... and Prima shut down like just a couple years ago. Yeah, so like I, I didn't realize. So I'm like, 
okay, Prima Games. I'm like, wh- like, what do you mean this domain is available if I want to buy it? <laughs> like, 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 where's Brady? You know, Brady's okay. Well, what about you know? So they were just gone. So I remember just searching Amazon and everywhere, and it was like you could buy like you know like Ricky's unofficial guide, for ten dollars <laughs> if you wanted it, like or like just go to the Game Facts page. But I remember being like pretty upset that I wasn't able to complete that Kingdom Hearts strategy guide collection. I bet. I, I bet you, like, ten years from now, um, they'll put out, like, a collection of, like, the first three games uh, with mm. guides for them all at some point. Possibly, so, yeah. yeah. Um, I love strategy guides. I didn't have a lot of them growing up. I think the first one I probably got was Final Fantasy X2, and I, and I used the hell out of that guide to 100% that stupid game. Um, the game's stupid because of the story. It's actually really fun gameplay wise. It's got an awesome job system and there's this like hundred floor dungeon that you can do post game. That's just brutally hard to do. And so the guide was super helpful finding all the equipment for all the characters to make sure I had options when I was down in this dungeon. Um, so I got hooked on them after that and then I, I always picked them up. So I've actually got about, if you count like the old like tips and tricks books for like the NES Genesis Super Nintendo kind of era. I've, I've probably got about 350 strategy guides in my game room. Uh, But if you're talking just straight strategy guides, like, you know, maps and this is how you go through a game. There's probably, probably about 300 of those or or those kind of guides. So you got a question, Chris? No, I was just going to ask, and I don't know if anybody else got this one. I bought that Ultimania final fantasy Ultimania. Have you guys seen those from dark horse? No. Okay, you guys might want to check it out because you're talking about that they make them anymore. But they do. There's a series out, and so like there's one that's very thick, really nice book, but like Final Fantasy one through six, and just has illustrations and maps and Ooh. information. And they have another one that's like six through whatever. And so yeah, you guys might want to check those out. Look up the Final Fantasy Ultimania. They're really I, well, really yeah. nice. As soon as we're done I, this call, I got to look that up. That sounds awesome. They're great. I do. I do have the because Dark Horse. Um, uh, I do have the uh, the Legend of Zelda, uh, Dark Horse book. Um, which I believe is like it's like the the Hyrule Encyclopedia. The his- like, Hyrule Historia. Like, the Historia. Yep. Yeah. So um, but yeah. So I've I've looked at other Dark Horse stuff, but I I was not aware that they did anything like kind of game guide wise. I thought it was all like art hmm. and lore and story and world and stuff like that. I've got the yeah. one through six one. It's fantastic. Wow, I was nice. I was gonna say to Bill since like Prima and Brady shut down the only guides that I've seen like in a shop are Nintendo ones now. Um, they'll put out like their own guide for like Splatoon two and there's one for Super Mario Galaxy, but they're like those smaller kind of like wire bound uh, yeah. books. Not quite as mm-hmm. as cool on the shelf, but there there's somebody still putting out official guides. Um, but yeah, like especially role playing guides, I, I love picking those up mainly for the art and the maps. Um, and like Bill said, once in a while, there's checklists in the back. Uh, I've been playing Dragon Warrior three recently, and I grabbed the manual out to read through because it's usually like in the first two games you need it for what your spells do and your items and stuff. <laughs> but the manual for three is a guide. It literally step by step tells you where to go next, what level you should be when you get there, what you need to do in that town, what items they sell. It is crazy how much information is in that that manual for that game. And it goes all the way to the end. It's not like some of them where it's like, here's the first two dungeons. Now you got your foot in the well, figure out the rest. It's like walks you through the whole yeah. game. It looks like. Wow. I didn't know that. I think the Dragon yeah. Quest 4 one is pretty similar. I remember it's right. a pretty big book but i haven't thumbed through that one yet uh yeah i was surprised by that just uh, yesterday actually 
Uh, some of my favorite guides that I have, uh, I've got the one for Brigandine for uh, PlayStation. Uh, Adventures of Lolo for NES. Um, I love that guide. And it's it's really poorly written and laid out, but it will function to uh, get you through all the puzzles if you want to. Um, I think those are probably my favorite ones. And then like Bill said, that Final Fantasy IX guide just has to be on the shelf, even though it is a terrible, terrible, terrible guide. I've still got from the early NES era where Nintendo was selling guides mail order through, you know, like the fun club and all that stuff. Uh, I've still got the, you know, there's the one for Super Mario Brothers, how to, whatever it is, how to win Super Mario. Yeah. It's not quite like that, but anyway. And then there's one they put out for Legend of Zelda. And they're these nice books and they're really well done. And then my favorite of all time has always been the official Nintendo Player's Guide. Just that black cover uh, you know like a classified document kind of looking to yeah it. i just uh, i love that book so yeah yeah i've Ooh, actually not- i've tried to get all those those kind like the and and the i like those uh early guides that nintendo put out with like the super mario 3 and the final fantasy mm. and ninja guide and stuff that, yeah like, just like yeah. that magazine borders size. around them yeah yep, yep. And that, now that you mentioned that, I I had a uh, a link to the past uh, guide uh, that was really really good, and I think it was Nintendo put out. But uh, but yeah, I actually and and I had a uh, this was a little bit later in the you know the lifespan of stuff, but I did have a guide for Metroid Zero Mission. Oh. I'm pretty sure it was also a Nintendo uh, published one, and Zero yeah. Mission's my personal favorite. So I I played through that game a ton, got a handful of different endings. Was never able to get the uh, like I think the it's like a hundred percent in less than like X hours or whatever. I just I just couldn't do it. But uh, but yeah, there's now that I'm thinking of it, I should go through that strategy <laughs> guide uh, uh, shelf and get some memories. I've got a yeah, couple I love old just ones that are cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I always like some of the weird like off brand like unofficial like I've got like the unofficial yeah. Final Fantasy VII guide and the unofficial yeah. Metal Gear Solid guide and I've there's I've probably got eight different guides for Ocarina of Time and six of them have really bad covers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> same there's, same with Final I'll, Fantasy VII. There's a lot of guides out there for that one too. I, I won't be able to put my hands on it right now, but I'll find it and like we'll put it in show notes or something. There's a fantastic article about like it's kinda like about like the history of strategy guides and like why it was such a big deal to have an official versus unofficial guide like because the companies like really did not want you putting out like a guy without their permission and then getting royalties from so like you wouldn't get any help or support from them <laughs> so like that's why a lot of times they came out late and like they sometimes had you know weird biases but i'll put my hands on the article and we'll <laughs> share it somewhere it was a super interesting read yeah that sounds good um, so to get off strategy guides, uh, we've got another question from Chris Roberts who asks, I'm assuming directed right at Bill. <laughs> says, do you even collect, bro? <laughs> Why is it directed at me? I don't know. I just, I don't feel like he called me or Chris bro. I feel like you're the broest of us all. It's, oh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, we, we kind of went over a little bit of this earlier. Um, and I think I actually responded to this when he asked this. I said, yeah, like I do collect, but I just collect middle-aged man ailments, like sore lower back, <laughs> uh, you know, thinning hair, <laughs> yeah. constantly tired for very little to no reason. But, but yeah, so it's, uh, and, and we can tell he's, he's, he's half having fun, half poking, but, oh, yeah. uh, but yeah, just to, uh, just to reiterate before, like, I don't consider myself an active collector, but if someone says, like, like oh, you collect games, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I collect, you know, big box PC, hockey, you know, a little bit here and there, but uh, 
but yeah, that's uh, we're we're definitely glad glad to have uh <laughs> to have Chris uh poking us poking the bear a little bit, yeah. the bro bear. I I think we're all in the same boat. We kind of answered it early in the show that yeah, mm-hmm. we still collect, just not in the same way any of us used to. Yeah. Yeah. My, you're, you're not you're not the guy showing up or like like when everyone else shows up at the at the tag sale and you've been there for two hours and you're like walking out with all the stuff and they're like con <laughs> <laughs> my answer to the question is just yeah bro <laughs> yeah <laughs> how, how many how many copies of dragon warrior 3 do you bench yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm deadlifting strategy guides over here, son. Just you're you're bored. I mean, if you're not already following on Twitter at C, uh, CRW, CWR2, that's terrible. CWR2. Um, but you'll always see because these pictures, like, he, the man has more Super Mario Duck Hunt carts than, like, is. <laughs> I'm like, there's just this giant shelf of Mario Duck Hunt carts. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, so. <laughs> So you know how, like, everyone has, like, that collector friend who has, like, that one, like, weird one-off game? And, like, there's always a re- – there's, you know, sometimes a reason or sometimes whatever. But, like, I uh, I have a friend who collects uh, copies of Burger Time for the NES for no other reason than him and his dad used to play it. And, you know, every time he, he started collecting games and every time he found a copy, he would just get it. And he's up to, like, something like 342 <laughs> copies of Burger Time on the NES. He sends me pictures of it every, like, three or four months. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, dude, it's bad. I'm buying <laughs> copies on eBay now. I don't know what I'm doing. So, uh, and I read this story just recently about this dude in, like, Pennsylvania who has, like, 197 copies of Shrek on VHS. <laughs> And somebody shared it in our local Facebook, uh, uh, New England Retro Game Collectors uh, Facebook group, and they were like, where's the story about Dan Ungar and his like co- a collection of Tommy Lasorda baseball for the Genesis? So my friend Dan has something like two or 300 copies of that game for no other reason other than that he liked it a lot when he was a kid, and he just started getting every copy of it. And then once people got wind of it, they're like, oh, here, buddy, I found nine <laughs> copies for you to add to your collection. So it's just weird that everyone has – there's like you always – you always know that one or two guys who like uh, just goes off on off the deep end on one game. That's weird. That's yeah, all right. You know, everybody's got their thing. Yeah. All right. So this one is actually directed at Bill by Ooh. Anne Rand was racist. I think is there a Twitter handle? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to throw any stones there, but. No, I'm just going to leave that. You guys can check him out if you want. Uh, he's asking Bill, uh, during the height of your collecting, uh, how many NES uh, complete box games did you have? Uh, what did uh, you great, max it's, out at? It's it's a great question, and uh, uh, I'll be honest. I, I couldn't give you like an exact number, but I, I'm pretty certain that I broke 500. Oh. Um, but I'll tell you, like the difference between me and Krabby, um, I remember talking to Krabby about this as uh, um, he got a lot of heavy hitters out of the way early, as opposed to me. I said, OK, I don't have the money to go after the heavy guys. I'm going to go after the little guys. And what ended up happening is as the you know prices kept going up, it ended up, OK, I'm never going to go after those games. So um, there were a handful of heavy guys that I had, um, but nothing like insane, uh, especially complete. Um, so, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I broke 500. Like it was like 480, 490 for a while. And I think I, I just broke 500 before I was like, all right. I mean, it's kind of getting down to like, you know, mortgage your house. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like Flintstones and Jetsons and rescue. And my, I, I think DuckTales two, I had, I got that for like a buck 20. Um, you, you, know, you had rescue Rangers was... too. Cause yep. I got you that one. 
Yep, uh, yep. And I think I sent Wacky you Contraforce as well. Contraforce was yeah. one of the other ones you, I was You thinking. beat yeah, me by black. like 30 seconds to Chris's Wacky Races. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. But so let, that, was like, that was like how we met. Like, so, let's go uh, say, let's go back to the story where you say, well, I started wrong. No, what happened was Bill sold for a friend all the high price ones and didn't buy them for himself in the beginning. So, yeah. So what I so, so what I did I was, and this is it was kind of before I started collecting, or like when I was like just getting into collecting. Um, I I had already like started collecting for a bit, and uh, um, I when I was in high school, I worked at a video store called Ultimate Audio and Video in Brookfield and Danbury, and um, uh, it was a very 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 nice family that ran it. Um, and uh, so worked there for a while. You know, flash forward a number of years, and I see the you know the 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 mom like the you know who uh, who ran the store uh just kind of like out and about and and she said uh like her husband uh, had recently passed and i was like oh i'm so sorry to hear that and we kind of like reminisced a little bit and um they were like so listen we we are you know trying to like move you know we're, we're trying to sell everything and get things out of here um would you have any interest in like we don't know anything about the games like you used to be in the games like could you come like see what we have and just let us know what it's worth i'm like yeah sure so i went in and I just looked at just tons and tons and tons of uh, like you know NES, Super, Genesis, um, some some CD stuff. But it was pretty much that era. And I looked at it all, and I was like, listen, I was expecting like a few things here and there. I wasn't expecting like all of this. So I said, would you guys trust me to take all of it home and kind of inventory it, and I can give you like a, a ballpark of like you know what you know what it would be. But I said to be honest, if I'm gonna part it out. You know, how would you guys feel about, you know, me keeping a handful of it and then like, you know, giving you the rest of the money? It was very kind of casual and they were like, yeah, it's totally fine. So basically I took all this stuff home and like had pictures of it in my garage and spent like weeks like going through it and sorting it and cleaning it. And since it was rental, a lot of it had stickers. So the people who were into like boxes and manuals, um, you know, some of them were okay with stickers. You know, you take a little discount. But the people who are into carts, it's like, I can clean stickers off. Like, that's not a problem. They didn't do any magic marker or anything. It was all, like, labels and scotch tape. So, like, paper and scotch tape, so it was no big deal. So, yeah, one of the first uh, uh, big sales that I made, I posted all this stuff um, a couple different places. Nintendo Age was a big one that I've been kind of lurking at for a while, but I was still a relatively new member there. And that's that's uh, that's how I met a lot of the uh, the guys, uh, you know, on the forums when I, when I kind of first started doing this. But... It uh, yeah, it was it was a wild ride. I I didn't forget that happened, but yeah, that was definitely early on and with some of the big box stuff. But I got rid of a handful of things that I ended up getting later on. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill should have just went like, "I'll write you a check now. I'll take yeah. it all. I'll figure it out later." <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and and you know what happened is years later they were like, "Okay, we never sold any of the laser discs. They've all just been in storage, oh, wow. and now we want and now we want to like clear that storage unit out." would you do the same thing? Said, yeah, absolutely. And I wasn't really into LaserDisc at the time, but like I went there and I kind of just cataloged everything. I flipped through everything, not th- like, cause I did a little research and like LaserDisc, like mostly doesn't sell for very much. So like I flipped through and everything that like was super common. I was like, this is like a dollar to $5, like maybe. And then I came across a few where I was like, oh, okay, here's like, you know, godfather box set, star Wars, you know, some of the stuff that might go for a few bucks. And I kind of looked through it all. And I went to them. I was like, listen, I'll, I'll like I'll try, but I I don't think you have anything here anybody wants. And they're like, yeah, just try. And I kept trying. I kept trying. I think eventually I listed them on eBay as like 
here are the 250 movies that I have. Pick 10 <laughs> for te- for $10 plus shipping. <laughs> and I don't think I sold any. Oh. So, uh, yeah, that didn't go as well as the Nintendo and the Genesis and the uh, you know, the other stuff went. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, a lot of NES boxes. And I have, you know, a lot of, lot of cool pictures, a lot of uh, impressed people when they came to see the game room. <laughs> A lot, a lot of good memories. And, uh, so what are your, some, I, uh, some of your favorite ones? Because like when I went, that's the only time I've seen a complete box uh, wearing time is Carmen Sandiego. Um, yeah, that, that bigger one. Yeah. yeah. You got any other ones that you personally thought were your, like, your favorite complete box ones? Uh, I mean, I, I really, really like uh, RBI Baseball. Um, and, and a lot of the boxes I like are not are, are games that I like. There's very few boxes that I really really like that are from games that I like don't really enjoy. Like some are interesting, um, but uh, I really really like RBI Baseball. And a lot of it was when I was a kid. Um, if there was a game I really liked, you know, when it was time to go to bed, like I, I just I just you know I wanted to take that game with me. So I would go to bed with NES carts uh, sometimes. And so the ones that like had art on them. I would just be in bed and just like be looking at like a uh, like the the box art, and I remember doing that with Metroid, and we're doing that with RBI Baseball. Um, so like a lot of times, uh, uh, it was just something that I you know just wanted to be near, like spend time with. So Blades of Steel is awesome. I kind of like the ones that have like uh, kind of like hand drawn art on them. So like oh, yeah. the ones with like the black box ones are cool. They have some of the art from the games. But some of the stuff that's actually like uh, hand drawn, like you know the hockey players kind of going at it and battling and stuff like that. Um, all I mean, the Konami ones. It's not just the the spines that look amazing when they're side by side. Like the whole layout of yeah. the art, with, like, like the Life silver. Force is not a game I particularly oh. love, but that cover so good. Mm. Yeah, I, I I really do love that game, and I'm I'm not a shmup guy at all, so I don't know where it stands in the you know in the the uh the the top you know 15 or 20 or you know like the games but like i played the hell out of that game like me and my brother we would get in there two players we had like three or four shooters we really liked um legendary wings uh, was when we played a ton it's good to up like, yeah li- uh, life force but um but yeah the uh just the the way the art would kind of like come there's always like one element that would like come like over top of like those silver like banners like uh, on the side um but uh, uh mega man you know, the mega, like some Mega Mans are better than others, but I remember <laughs> like that. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, the, the ones that like would always, you know, the ones that popped out were ones that like I owned, I played a ton. And when I wasn't playing them, I was like, I'm taking you with me just cause I want to be near you. So, but yeah, just, a, just a, a handful off the top of my head. Nice. Well, that's all our, our questions for this time, uh, which I, still very happy to have as many as we did for as long as we've been dormant uh thank you <laughs> yep. so much everybody who sent those in um like i said we're gonna have a more frequent schedule so we'll put out more requests for, for these kind of things for show ideas and for for questions from you guys um I'm looking forward to getting back into the swing of things and kind of fine-tuning the show as we go and, and making it uh, better and better than it's ever been hopefully uh, please keep sending feedback as we progress uh, so we can improve. Uh, anything else you guys want to add before we sign off? You got to tell people where to find the show and how to communicate with us. Well, that's the sign off. You want to <laughs> add anything before we get to that? <laughs> oh, I thought we were done. No, I'm good. This has been fun and I'm ready to do more. Cool. 
Yeah, no, this is fantastic. And just looking at the uh, the time, uh, you know, we went longer than we thought we would tonight, or we're planning to, but shorter than we have in the past. So I think we're we're making some progress there. We're in the we're window to... I was aiming for. Yeah. We're we're on the, yeah. <laughs> the later end of the window, but we're in the window. So, so being that we're we're really, really doing our best to aim for a couple of shows, um, we are going to try to keep it, you know, uh, with uh, you know under four to five hours, <laughs> uh, you know, per show. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, I think I think we're we're right in the wheelhouse for that. So, um, but yeah, thanks very much for everyone that sent questions in. Uh, feedback is welcome, uh, constructive, uh, hopefully. And uh, yeah, any ideas you have, any things you'd like to uh, see, um, yeah, hit us up, and we'll we'll keep trying to to make it better. Yeah. Speaking of hitting us up, um, our home base is always rfgeneration.com. If you want to check out our forums or the collecting collection tracking app that we have there is really awesome. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook at CollectorCast, uh, Twitter at CollectorCast. Uh, my personal Twitter is at Kelsey Polnick. Um, Bill, do you want to share your Twitter as well? Yep, my Twitter is at Bill McGee. That's Bill with one L, M-C-G-E-E. And uh, that's usually where I am if I'm on uh, a computer. That's where you can find me. Cool. And Chris, uh, where are we uploading everything to these days for the audio versions? Well, the good news is as long as you go to any store that exists just about, (laughs) you'll find us. So we're on on Spotify. We're on um, Apple Podcasts. We're on Google's very old thing and their new google podcast thing we're on stitcher where i've tried to put the feed about everywhere you can go to collectorcast.com um so you should have no problem finding us looking forward to uh talking to you guys again in just a couple short weeks sounds like fun it's gonna be great let's do it all right Marshall!